0: Une fois on a réussi à faire quelque chose de différent C'est magnifique Finisher Plaquette ou projet en physique Tout le monde veut savoir combien tu vends Vos paroles c'était du vent Je pense plus au passé j'ai pris les devants Que j'ai dans le ventre, ça vaut bien plus du caviar en bas du bloc On est plus avare que bavard. Mes projets, c'est mon histoire, bande de bâtards. J'écris mes 16 avec le sang de mes balafres Je me creuse la tête pour ne rien faire de banal. Éviter les bananes, la magie, c'est banal. J'ai commencé poteau t'avais balage. lune sous-marché là quand je me balade. Si je fais pas, qui sauvera le val de marne Putre, pas là, j'ai des projets en marche. Y'a que les mots et les MC que je marche. Tu quoi tu sustras si ça marche. Je pas des mythes dans mon salaire, j'suis le meilleur, mais j'en ai pas l'air, y'a que maman qui sait. Je fume gros parce qu'il le fallait Si c'est pas au bord d'une falaise Personne voulait pousser Wouh Voyez quelques artistes on va marquer l'histoire Y'a mon plat sur l'île noire Y'a que le BPM qui me redonne espoir Réveille toi tu manques l'épisode où mon rivalise noir J'entends parler de braque au poteau tu débalises quoi veux représenter ma rue mon garçon faire la caille Le studio c'est un sauna ressens pas quand il caille suis un diamant brut et ça m'arrange quand tu tailles J'écris sur des faces mais ma vie part en freestyle Salope tu mérites pas mon cœur A chaque je t'aime j'ai le réflexe derrière mon cœur Moi F3 3 c'est transformé en putain de bunker Je suis mon seul bookmaker Un seul réal, deux beatmakers 600 morceaux, je suis un side kicker Deux, trois techniques avant le gamebreaker J'ai mon public, les autres auditeurs makers Faut pas croire ce milieu il est rempli de make-up J'ai croisé en club de l'eau dans ton red Cup Le nez dans la blanche dans la drogue de red d'homme Y'a des pétasses qui se donnent sans payer ton album J'arrive dans un 4x4 rempli de mon 4-4-2 et dire vos 4 vérités J'arrive dans un 4-4, rempli de mon 4-4-2 et tiens vos 4 vérité. J'arrive dans un 4-4, rempli de mon 4-4-2 et tiens vos 4 vérité. J'arrive dans un 4-4, rempli de mon 4-4-2 et tiens vos 4 vérité. Oh. Il me faut une paire de pierres hardies Quand j'écris cette merde, on est mardi. Des saloperies dans vos rediffs, je suis le meilleur, j'sais même plus qui me l'a dit. Toutes mes bandes c'est des manifs, toutes les groupes c'est des malines. Occupe-toi de ta vie, j'écris, je m'occupe de ligne J'ai le bras long, je raccroche sur ton kit maligne. Faut... Premier projet, j'étais mon seul média Cher de la ligne média, il n'y a que Dieu qui m'aidera Il me faut de l'osé et d'un conjoint sous Le regard de mon père m'empêche de baisser les bras C'est mon tournant qui m'attend au tournant J'ai mené ma barque solo défi en défiant tous les torrents On a la tête dure, on veut pas reconnaître nos torrents Ils s'inventent une vie qu'ils ont téléchargée en torrent Moi et méga dans une suite à Dubaï C'est sûr ça fait des rages, ouais c'est sûr ça fait des rages J'ai fait ski, Paname, vos histoires à deux balles quelle baille Elle s'assoit qu'à la table de ceux qui picra! au fond de tes amis, final Personne m'aurait vu en première partie d'un tel ou un tel On m'appelle alors que je suis au fun tel en backstage Merde Je donne la force à ceux qui passent des partiels en parallèle Je regarde mon parcours et je me dis bordel 4 J'arrive dans un 4-4 rempli de mon 4-4 dire vos 4 vérité J'arrive dans un 4-4 rempli de mon 4-4 2, et vérité J'arrive dans un 4-4 de mon 4-4 2, et 40 trop de mon calicat, de
1: Alright my peoples, this is never out of bounds. You know what time of day it is. Guess what? This is episode 30. Who'd have thought? Not me, but anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, and also, um we are now I am now available to be heard on Apple Podcasts. A.K.A. iTunes. So if you got the Apple hookup, you can check me out now. Um, Yeah, uh, I'll let you guys in every time I brought my podcast gets uh, gets picked up on different uh, platforms. And again, I'll I'll, uh, definitely still I'm still going to keep you guys posted on when I can finally make this uh, transition to YouTube. Um, I don't think I will stop this officially, even if I'm on YouTube. I'll just keep uh, the YouTube for certain projects and still keep the uh, podcast generally here. I might start switching. I might switch certain episodes over, uh, depending on, you know, just the situation. But uh, we have a... We have an informative show today Um, We got a lot to talk about Especially in the sports And um, at the moment There's a wild card In terms of what I want to do For my final uh, set So uh, we're just going to get into the war on the street And uh, The biggest story of today Is there was a shooting At an east coast Newspaper company Now uh, five people were killed and others were injured in a shooting uh, at the Capital Gazette. And this is an and uh, this is an an an. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I can't uh pronounce the name mobile. I'm sorry. It's Anne Arundel County. And this is in Maryland. Uh this is close to uh, oh actually well yeah. This is in the vicinity of Annapolis. So right there in the capital. Um at 3:15 uh p.m., Anne Arundel County Police responded to an active shooter at 888 uh Best uh Vestage Road and that's pretty much the address like I said before of the place. Now, um this This area or this specific office building has been attacked before. There's other offices. uh, I believe a doctor's office, a small doctor's office, also a lawyer's office. It's like a little strip uh, type of type of deal. And uh, it's been attacked before. And the uh, subject is in custody. Now, this was a joint effort between uh, the local police, like I said, and Arundel County and the uh, ATF. We all know who that is. Alcohol, tobacco and firearms. Um now the uh the suspect was brought in. He's a white male in his 30s and uh he w- he was questioned. Um there was also a explosive device uh device found at the scene. And 170 people in total were at the building. And uh from pretty much the uh from the witnesses uh interviewed from the information I was, ga- uh, was able to gather from that um, he basically just showed up and just sh- started shooting through the glass door, uh, and he started, sh- uh, aiming at, uh, actual employees and he was doing, uh, like I said, damage. He killed five people, injured a couple others. Uh now I'm not too sure. And this is why this is all weird to me because I'm not too sure, um, exactly what had led to him being disarmed and, um... And eventually taken into custody because they said there was no shootout. So I guess he's decided just to lay down and lay his guns down and and I guess turn himself in. That's weird. But um, in other news, uh, Anthony M. Kennedy, uh, the chief, uh, not a, not a chief justice, but a member of the Supreme Court is resigning. And uh, this is going to be one of those, um Battlegrounds between liberal and conservative, of course, uh, Republican and Democrat. Um, Anthony Kennedy has been described somewhat as a liberal uh, over his tenure. Uh, However, uh, during the last two uh, years, at least last few years, he has been uh, voting conservative on a lot of cases. And I think that has a lot to do with who's running Congress, so on and so forth. Um now like i said with that being said there is a possibility for uh the the conservative uh the conservatives to take a uh, almost overwhelming majority within uh within the, the uh judicial branch and one of the candidates or the candidate that one of the candidates that trump does want uh he wants them to be uh first of all anti-abortion and pretty much uh with that being said they're going to roll back a lot of a lot of laws that a lot of people in different uh groups have become accustomed to uh so that means women that means the working class uh that means you know the lesbian gay community uh so again you're you're dealing with another uh battleground right uh battlefield here i'm not too sure where trump goes Uh, But my money is on a a staunch conservative Um, and the leader of the House right now, uh, a a representative from Kentucky, Kentucky is uh, itching to get that done pretty fast. So um, I don't know what to do there. I think uh, he's going to have his way there and uh, you're going to see. some some changes coming soon with that because of that, too. So y'all look out for that. Don't think I didn't warn you. You have been warned. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, uh, we're going to go straight to the uh, NFL. We're going to talk some sports. And then right after that, we're going to get into this uh the World Cup and the round of 16 and the. The placing is set. We're ready to go. The dinner dinner is set. The the table is ready. Uh, They're going to start eating pretty soon this weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we got some boxing news to talk about. And uh, we'll move on from there. So we'll be right back, y'all. All All right, now, y'all. So we back. And uh, let's get into this NFL. First things first. Now, Jameis Winston, and I talked about him about a week ago. He is officially going to be suspended by the league for three weeks. And this dates back to an incident um, a couple years ago. I want to say at least two years ago. And he basically uh, he grabbed an Uber driver. Uh, he grabbed her by the genitalia. This is what, this is what they say. Uh, again, I don't know all the details. This was a few years ago. I wasn't even privy to this until I found out about him being suspended for it. So, this is a little bit, this is really news to me as well. Um, be careful, young men with money, some type of notoriety. Don't just go touching motherfuckers. I told you. I'll, you heard it here first. Trust me. Trust me. Matter of fact, even people who got a job, ju- if you got something to lose, don't do nothing stupid. Men, stop it. It's not worth it. Uh, mm Yep, I'm I'm just going to say it right now, you know, you can't be a gentleman and just be like a regular dude about it, just buy hookers and call it a day, I'm telling you, it, you it'll, say, it'll save you all the household in the world, I will just fuck some hookers, man, I'm telling you, you just got, because you're just going to get in trouble, all they're going to do is tell on you whenever they get mad at you, so don't even, don't even think about getting them mad, you better stay away, mm-hmm, don't touch them. Nah, mm-mm. there's this meme I seen the other day, actually a few months ago, with this chick. Mr. Bean supposed me be on some, uh, you know about me. Y'all remember Mr. Bean, right? He's on this, um, some game show or something. This lady tried to give him a hug. He put, nah, he pushed her away. That's how y'all got to, nah. Nope. I don't, I don't trust him. Unless it's your girlfriend and y'all dating or your baby mama, wife, you better stay away. That's drama. Drama. Yep. Another NFL news. <laughs> uh, the Dallas Cowboys were ranked the eighth best roster by pro football sports. The news gets sillier by the day. Eighth best? Now, okay, now I'll give you this. They do have a solid O line. Now, believe it or not, football is into the metrics metrics, you know, too, and all type of PER stuff, like they are in basketball nerd boys. Anyway, uh they do have they, you know, there they are some uh facts to kind of back it up in a way. Um like I said, they definitely do have an O-line, that's by the eye test. But to highlight one of these uh one of these guys here from the O-line, we got Travis uh Frederick, who only allowed uh twelve uh quarterback pressures. You know, that's when the quarterback, you know, is flushed out of the pocket and everything. He only allowed 12 of those. So basically on his, you know, when he's the primary blocker on the pass play, and this is out of 555 attempts, so this is pretty good. Now I didn't, you know, that's why I'm saying this is the little metrics. This is for the nerd boys. This is, I, we know they're, you know, people. If you raw, if you watch, you know, football, you know they own line of solid. You know, this is for the metrics. You know, so but on Twitter, he's he's only he had a twelve last year. He only allowed twelve quarterback pressures. And 555 blocking uh, snaps, so pass blocking snaps. So that I know his sack, his his sack, his sacks allow gotta be low, at least if if none, maybe one, two, maybe three at the most. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we know for a fact the whole line is solid. Um, they were able to do some decent, you know, a decent job running the ball. We already know uh, Ezekiel Elliott missing those games uh, didn't help them out in terms of you know keeping a balanced offense and that's the whole and that's the whole thing um with them is, is staying balanced because that old line is solid and they can and they can uh both pass protect and and they can run block um i think their third or fourth string running back had like four touchdowns so um you know anybody can 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 kind of can kind of do their thing i think Ezekiel still ended up having a, a little under 1000 yards Last year, too. So, about 900 and something. So, you can still, you you know, you can definitely produce in that old line. Um, Now, their weakness, and which is why, you know, it keeps me away from really messing with them, is their defense. Um, Now, defensively, uh, they got a metric stat here. Uh, One of of their defensive linemen, uh, Malik Collins, now he only had 15 stops on uh, 471. Run defense snaps now basically when it's a running play he's only you know he only got fifteen stops out of four hundred and seventy one running plays that he was in on so and and you know that's and that, again that's that's the metric that's going deeper into the numbers, but if you would like you know in layman's terms if you were to watch Dallas defense's play, you would see deficiencies you would see them not being able to stop the run. And but they can actually get to the quarterback. Uh Demarcus Lawrence had a solid year with that. He's pass pressure, I think, is solid. Uh I think I would say they're on par with the Raiders. I think both, I think, matter of fact, the Raiders and, and Cowboys have similar uh issues uh in terms of where they're at as teams. I think they're almost similar almost in just how they're made up. And if you look at the deficiencies on defense, they're they're similar as well uh we can we can get to the to the quarterback to an extent with Khalil Mack but we don't generate generate enough pressure to get your turnovers and uh both of our secondary suck that's that's flat out so it's hard for me to really say oh man this this is the eighth best roster when they didn't even rank last year in the top 10 in any of those categories offensively or defensively as a, as a team um uh, so that's very I don't know you know, it was a little biased. Uh, I had to call it out, like I saw it, uh, like I see um, Pre- it. Uh, Dak Prescott had, you know, somewhat of a of a rookie slump, but again, I think a lot of that has to do with he was more of a passing. Uh, he more he he was more relied upon to be a passer, and uh, fortunately for him, his main target, dad Bryant, didn't you know come up, you know, show up to the table. And um that's why he's not there now. They had to let him go, unfortunately. But um eighth best, no. Um I think because they are on the on the I think they're I don't know, because you have you have Philly coming off with a with a Super Bowl win. It's hard to say where they rank. I couldn't say top ten though. I I, I can't say top ten, possibly top uh fifteen. If I were to go top 10, they would have to be number 10. Really, they'd be number, really, all honest, I could put them at the highest just to be nice 14 because I feel like they're on the rise given circumstances. If you give Ezekiel Elliott a full year, give that offense a, a enough time to become balanced because I think, um, they don't necessarily have super deep threats. And I don't see where, uh, they they had burner rod receivers. Um, it's mm, it's all it's it's tough sledding in my opinion. It really is for them. Um, I don't think they, you know, they're gonna be garbage next year. But to be the eighth best roster, have the eighth best roster, I, I'm not. I can't. I can't roll with that. Sorry. Uh. Uh-uh. uh Sorry. And 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 if I were to give them, if I were to, if I were to predict where they would finish, they'd want. I say a good year. Give them ten. Ten and six, really nine and five. They can scrape by, possibly. I, I I'm not. I, I don't know about no eighth best roster. But anyways, <laughs> off to the World Cup. Uh, let's get to these scores right here. Uh, Japan lost to Poland, one zip. But Japan, like we already established, <laughs> is going to the round of sixteen, uh, along with Belgium. Who was able to beat uh England one zip as well. This was the big game. I'll get into this in a second too. Um and finally, Tunisia beat uh Panama two to one. I don't like, and neither one of those teams are gonna make the round of sixteen. So that was just like a, a little fun game for those guys. <clears throat> now, more so about this Belgium and uh England game. Uh now this game was 0 was well zero zero. Up until about the second half, 50 minutes in, Adnan, Janjuaj got the pretty much game-winning goal. Mm And uh, a couple takeaways that I got from the game was that Belgium controlled the ball about 54 percent of the time. So basically the ball was on their half where their net was pretty much the majority of the game. And that gives you more shots. That gives you more opportunities to kind of, you know, get points. And that's what it did lead to. Uh, They got a few more shot attempts and therefore, you know, they were able to get that one extra point. Now, they did play a little bit sloppy, 14,000. I think they got, yeah, they got a couple, uh, yellow cards as well. Um, but it didn't hamper them, uh, like it did Mexico in their last game. I mean, they were able to come through and just, you know, come through in the clutch. Uh, the guy that got the yellow card, I can't remember his name right now, but he led to the assist for Adnan for the game wouldn't go. So there you go. And, and another fact, another takeaway for Britain, they will, England they took they got 11 shots um, decent enough I guess but then if you when you look at their possession it was like 46 percent so you can see where Belgium you know that little bit extra where they had that little bit the longer they had that ball was was um, was critical for them getting that 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 uh, that victory that final goal that they need or the goal that they needed and this is seven straight group stage wins for Belgium and and uh they're looking to go to the second uh, round of sixteen now. So we're gonna talk a little bit about these matchups real quick. At least the last two slots uh that they uh that they that they were able to establish today. We got England and Columbia going up with each other on Tuesday. Uh now, like I told you today, England lost. Uh and I think Columbia, yeah, the Columbia is coming off a win against Senegal. Uh that sent Senegal home. I'm a little disappointed. Uh I thought Senegal is pretty dope. Um Good enough to probably crack. I thought either them or Nigeria were good, good enough to crack this, uh, the top sixteen, but I digress. So they're gonna match up against. Like I said, they're gonna match up against each uh, each other on Tuesday, and then you also have uh, Belgium and Japan uh, heading up uh, heading up against each other on Monday. Uh, Belgium just secured their spot today with their win against England. Um, when I think England got in, uh, basically, you know how that goes. Once you uh once once you qualify with points and all that they go through you know goals allowed and all that and how really how well you played so we pretty England got lucky even though they lost today just like Mexico they got beat by the swedes which I was not expecting again uh so if you want to know a little bit more about the matchups and uh in total um I do I did go over them yesterday so if you want to check that episode out uh I advise you do just so you can, you know, see where we're at right now. Um, so we're gonna move, we're gonna take actually, we're gonna take another quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some, uh, some baseball. We got some games going on right now. And then we're gonna talk about some of the earlier games today. I'm gonna talk about my A's a little bit too. And then we're also gonna get into some, uh, bat, uh some boxing. Um, the two big heavyweights, AJ and Wilder, it's been postponed, at least for now. So y'all come back. And uh, y'all hear all all about it. All right.
2: I want to talk to you today about the right people. Who you spend your time with will have a great impact on what kind of life you live. There are people God has already ordained to come across our path to help us fulfill our destiny. People that inspire us, challenge us, make us better. The right people have already been lined up. But here's the key. If you're spending time with the wrong people, you'll never meet the right ones. If you're hanging around people that are not going anyplace, people that are dragging you down, causing you to compromise, draining your energy, then you're going to get stuck. You can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles. You're going to become like the people you continually associate with. You want to know what you're going to be like in five years? Look at your friends if your friends are going places have a spirit of excellence kind generous courteous then those
3: qualities are going to rub off on you. you. Gotta get these blessings. So tired of stressing. Learning new lessons. Plenty questions. It's time for testing. Never ever resting. I'ma stay grinding. So I stay shining. Like a diamond. I'ma stay climbing. To the next level. And due timing. Trying to line up with them bosses. Trying to soar high with them eagles. Can't chill with none of you chickens. I'm trying to get rich with my people. Too high to see you hating. Too blessed to pay out mine. I ain't got nothing to be mad at. I'm dropped head, top down. Thanking God all the time for helping me live my dreams. And for exposing all of those who wasn't right for my team. I'ma keep receiving this game. If it's for the better, I'll change. Only live once, better do it right. I'm trying to leave a legacy, man. Complainers find other
2: complainers. That's the saying, birds of a feather flock together. My challenge is simple, make sure you're flocking to the right group. Victorious people associate with other victorious people. Winners hang out with winners. Happy people hang around other happy people. Eagles soar with other eagles. We don't like change. We want it to be just like it was when we were hanging out, growing up together. But it's a new day. You have children. You have parents to take care of. You have more responsibility. It's a new day.
3: I got kids to feed. Plus, I got needs. Understand that, please. Before you try to blame me about being greedy. I'm just trying to be all I can be. You should have stayed down instead of knocking me. Now you're on the sideline watching me. Feeling like I'm where you supposed to be. Mad because you ain't see what I see. I put guard first and went guided. See, I came in the game focused. You was playing games in the project. Got tired of being at the bottom. Trying to take my family to the top. Only want to work with them winners Manor. and keep raising up my stock. You still posted on the same block. Trying to move work out the same spot. Treating jail like it's in that night. And every time you get out, you got your hand out. I don't know what you new, playing by. But it ain't working if you're still hurting. No more excuses, no more complaining. Just praying hard with hard work
2: but just because somebody is related to you doesn't mean they're connected to you. They may have your blood, but they don't have your spirit. They may not have heard the call God put on your life. This doesn't make them a bad person. It just means God has a different assignment for them. Maybe they're at a different level in their growth, but they're not right for you for this season. This is one of the hardest things we have to deal with, letting go of people that are not supposed to
3: be in our lives. Can't let you slow me down, can't let you slow me down. Can't let you hold me down, can't let you hold me down. If you ain't trying to get better, better move around. If you ain't helping, you hurting, I'm trying to chase that crime. I pray for success, I pray that you're blessed. I pray for your best, but all the stress that you brought in my life, I lost our respect. We family, so it's all good. I ain't tripping, I still speak. But the trust has been broken. I ain't no more working with me. Being by myself, I'm at peace. I'm too old to be out in these streets. I gotta take care of my kids. I ain't got time to have beef. I just got time to do me and see what's next out there for me to see. I ain't trying to block my blessings, so I listen to God when He speaks. Bottom line. Don't hold on to what God is asking
2: you to walk away from. Another thought, you shouldn't spend a lot of time with people that are always negative, people that are constantly discouraged. You gotta keep them cheered up, keep them fixed. Now I'm all for helping people. I'm all for being a blessing. Sometimes we have to love people back into wholeness. But if you're always giving and never receiving, that's an unhealthy relationship. You need to gradually make a change.
1: All right, y'all, we back and uh, we're going to talk a little baseball. Uh the Phillies, uh, they were able to beat the Nationals four to three. The Red Sox were able to beat the Angels. I'm sorry, the yeah, the Red Sox were able to beat the Angels four to two and also the Rays were able to beat the Astros, excuse me, the other way around. The Astros were able to beat the they beat the Rays, excuse me, one zip. In earlier uh baseball action, we got the Chicago White Sox losing to the Twins two to one. Uh the Mariners beat the Orioles two to uh sorry, four to two. Uh Despite Kershaw coming back from his injuries uh, and pitching five solid uh, innings, only had one run and six strikeouts, the Dodgers still lost to the Cubs 11 to five. And the only baseball news that mattered to me today. The A's beat the Tigers 4-2, completing the four-game sweep. This is nine straight wins against the Tigers going back to last year. Can you dig it? They're sitting at 44-38, currently third in the West. But one thing I like to look at is the uh, the last 10-game uh, stat. The last 10-game stat is important because that's a good t- trajectory to see how your team's been doing recently. And it's a good sign to see seven or more wins Every time you look at the last ten games, you need to be seven or more wins. When you see that happening, it's gonna it's gonna affect the overall record. And so far the ace have been pretty decent as of late. I don't know what it if it, it currently they're ten and a half games back from the leaders. Uh but they're only a few games back from the Mariners. So if they can somehow sneak in there where the Mariners are at, maybe they get a wild card. Who knows? It's a little bit too early to tell. I've always uh I when the A's do get hot, they do like to get hot around now. Um, so around the summer, late summer in the dog days, the years that we do get hot. So I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen. I'll be going to catch a few games myself because I like that. I'm liking this. I'm liking that winning record right now. It's good to be over 500. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. We're going to move along to this boxing here. Now, uh, Anthony Joshua uh, is going to be taking on uh, Alexander Povetkin uh, for the WBA title. Uh, it's going to be a is it mandatory? And uh, he pretty much uh, his camp was forced by the WBA to pretty much solidify that fight or risk having to get the risk having that title stripped. Uh, so this pretty much puts the Wilder Wilder fight, Deontay Wilder fight, on ice for now, uh, especially because. Uh, Wilder, um, Wilder has recently turned down uh the uh I think it's I think it's a fifteen million dollar uh contract that uh Eddie Hearn and, and uh uh Joshua's uh promoting team put out there. Again, I'm not one to get into who's old, what money, and all that. Uh, I think if it's about getting in the ring and trying to prove. This man is a punk. Then Wilder should do that. Uh, that's pretty much what Wilder's camp, what Wilder's fans have been saying from the get-go. So there'll be no excuse to why you shouldn't be signing the contract. I wouldn't care how much, because my thing is like this: if you if you knock him out and you got the belt, you get you get the power. You control. It doesn't matter at that point. They, please, you can switch that contract up easily because you you control it at that point. I mean, but he, he wants to, he wants, he thinks he's, you know, worth all these. And like I told you when when I first talked about these guys, neither one of these guys really have that overall worldwide appeal to even be worn because to even be worn in a hundred million dollar fight that they have been talking about, neither one of them have generated, you know, tens of millions of dollars in total revenue in their fights. So, you know, it, it. I think it's popular. I think it would be a good sight to see because, because of you know, the heavyweight division hasn't been as popping. But uh, at this point, they're not. Trust me, these guys haven't. To to the casual fans, so a lot of people listening to my show, I know for a fact that the majority of them probably don't even know who these two guys are, and that would make my point. My boxing fans know. But I, I and that goes to show you that's what it is. I mean, that's and that's just where boxing is at right now. Boxing is not the the uh, crossover sport it used to be. It's the NFL now. Uh, so uh, I think if, if these guys really want to make this happen, uh, they're going to have to realize that, you know, if they want the glory, if they want to start making things happen in terms of boxing being, you know, and not even just as a, on a boxing level, not even in terms of boxers, but just as promoters and just fight, you know, whoever, you know, organizes the fighting, and TV and the TV deals. You gotta understand, you got You're not just competing. You know, this is not just competing with the UFC, you know, and they're digging into your butt too, even though they're not that raw, in my opinion, I don't think they're giving you all that much of a challenge. I think overall, you know, boxing has the bigger, bigger draw fights. You know, UFC. You know, it. It. They're constantly doing events, but I think the boxing, the the solid boxing events, the real, the real big time boxing championships, always outperform UFC every every time. Every Floyd Mayweather fight, it shits on Floyd Mayweather by himself. Shits on the UFC. So I'm not worried about MMA. They're not really. They're not really to be worried about, in my opinion. It's we can't compete with football no more. Like at one point in time, boxing was at one point in time king of all the sports uh, in terms of television coverage, in terms of who was you know because you know and, and just and just so now you know the NBA starting to come into its own, NFL been running shit but NFL sliding off. So I mean, if 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 it's about really you know, if it's about the what I want to say. If it's about the promotion of the sport and bringing the sport back to some resonance, then you're gonna eventually this fight is going to have to be made, in my opinion. Uh, and just like every belt holder is going to have to fight each other at one point in time, you know, in every weight class, you know. At some point in time, Errol Spence is going to have to fight Bud Crawford. These fights are going to have to happen. Keith Thurman is going to have to come up off his high horse and fight somebody and stop acting like a little punk. Now, if we're going to talk about somebody dodging, ducking and dodging, I'll get into a piece about it. I might just have to talk about him tonight. Keith Thurman, the wannabe. Yeah, we're gonna talk about him some more tonight. Cause I don't like how he been running things right now as 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 welterweight champion. He acting like a sucker. He's making boxing more boring. Got me all out of here, out of sorts. I'm supposed to be talking about other stuff. But anyway, just to just to get back to A J and Pavekin, sorry about that. This fight is supposed to be uh September twenty second or twenty ninth. Um I'm pretty much gonna ride with a j uh i i i i'm pretty su- i'm pretty sure his skill set is a little bit too much for Pavekin. Pavekin hits hard he's gonna probably take a lot of stuff to the face but i don't think he's i don't think he ought that and again if if a j can really take a shot i don't know what, what all wilder can do to him so moving on from that we got some more boxing news here. Adrian Bronner. Yeah, that Adrian Bronner goes through all the issues who was humping Marcus Mondana, all type of stuff. Well, he signed a five fight, fifty million dollar deal with Floyd Mayweather. As you do know, as a lot well, as you might not know, uh those of you do who do not know, uh Adrian Bronner was once in the Mayweather stable. They fell out for a lot of different reasons. Um, it was more so ego for the both of those guys, Um, so they fell out. But it's but it's good to see, I guess, Adrian taking the steps to take his career seriously to get back into it. We'll see, you know, who they hook him up with in terms of fighting. Um, Eddie Hearn, uh, the same promoter, like I said, mentioned before for Anthony Joshua, he had offered him a contract. Think about. Or seven million for about seven fights or something like that. So he's getting a lot more money messing with Floyd, Uh and that's looking out for you, for each other. Um, I like the move. I, you know, my thing is how did it, how did they set him up? Who are they gonna set him up with? You know, are they gonna ch- who are they gonna who's gonna be in his training camp? You know, who's gonna be his trainer? That's the most important thing because I think. With all the stuff he's been doing, you know, in terms of his social media activity and just his overall nature and just how he carries himself, you know, and and I talked about him a little bit uh, a little bit last week, you know, if his fights go to decision and he hasn't matured or he hasn't shown some type of, you know, ring generalship, you know, just maturity in the ring, they're they're probably not gonna give him decision so. Maybe are they going to change his style up a little bit, make it a little bit more, you know, technical and who's going to be the guy to, you know, to rent rail him in, rein him in and be his mentor? Because if anything, it might it might seem like he need might need a little bit of that. I don't know, you know, because he's he's about my age or a little might be a year or two older. And I don't like to make, you know, those comments about other men like that. I don't feel like it's my place, but maybe he does need a solid at least a a basketball. I mean, I'm sorry, boxing people around him. He needs a solid boxing training, somebody who's going to, you know, make sure he's, you know, hitting the heavy bag, you know, hitting the speed bag, running, getting in shape, not spending so much time on the club on social media, making sure he's in the gym, you know. Cause I I, I think a lot of the athletes in our age group, at least my age group, we have the talent, but do we have the fortitude to to commit mentally? And that's gonna be the question. You know, we see that with with James Hart. Can he can he mentally commit to a playoff series? Can 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 Adrian Bronner commit to 12 rounds in a fight, in a championship fight. These questions I don't necessarily have to answer to, but they are they are there. You know, and and uh it's good but it's good to see him having another chance. He's getting paid decent money, he'll be able to take care of his kids. Now, my whole thing would be on Floyd's and set him up with the right training staff and then and then you know half his half his fights guide him you know have them be a stepping stone back to wherever he whatever prominence and whatever weight class he needs to be maybe he needs to also solidify what weight class he wants to be in he had a lot of fluctuating between 140 and 147 i think he was probably optimal at 140 147 he had a little bit more power but i think he lost a little bit of his his tact is a little bit of his uh reflexes. So it's on him about what he wants to do in terms of that. But I think his fight should be set up to the point where he can, you know, get back his confidence. I think that's what it is too. If he was confident in who he was confident truly in the skills, he wouldn't need to be uh, the character that he is uh, as, as much, as much. I think that's part of who he is. And there's no, there's no problem with projecting that, but you also need to be, you also gotta focus at some point in time and get and get the goals accomplished. What's more important? Everybody, you know, having a highlight of you or you winning the fight. That's what's gonna have to come from him. That's what I'm gonna have to see from him. And one more bit of boxing news here. We got Amir Khan. He's gonna be, uh, fighting, uh, Samuel, Samuel Vargas September the 8th. He's on his comeback trail as well. He's a tweener, in my opinion, as well. Uh, 140, 147 pounder. This would be junior, I'm sorry, super lightweight. Uh, ju- uh actually, no, sorry, uh, junior welterweight, um, well to wait. 147 would be well to wait. So he's a, he's one of those tweener guys. He's been up between there. I think he, he first started at light, super, uh, super lightweight anyways, but he's at, the, at this point in his career, he's 32 and four. Uh, he's been around for a decent amount. I believe he's about 31 or 32 at the time. At this time, he's like I said, he, but like I said, in terms of his record, he's 32 and 4 with uh 20 KOs. Uh, he's coming, his last fight uh, was in April April 6th. It was a TKO, he TKO'd uh Philip Greco on the first round. And uh, I guess what he like I said, you know, he's just like Adrian Bronner, uh, trying to you know. Solidify himself back on the map. Uh, his last real uh, marquee fight was against Canella uh, Alvarez a couple of years ago, and he was demolished in about six rounds. Um, uh, in terms of you know his skill set, I think he um, he's a good technical boxer. He, he does have some hand speed. I've always said I've always saw problems with his draw and problems with his stamina. And uh, those are two crucial things that a heavyweight fighter can't really struggle with. And and that's and that's part of the reason why he hasn't been able to get himself back up there yet. And looking at the welterweight division now, who's out there in terms of Danny Garcia, uh, you also got uh, Sean, even Sean Porter could give him a run for his money. Uh, Adrian Bronner, actually, that would be a good tune to fight for the both of them to, to kind of see where they're both at uh my opinion. Uh they're both kinda similar in terms of style, but they're in a position where they need to win a as a must win fight for them. Uh I think that would be a good fight for the two of them. Um uh, but I just don't see where he matches up even maybe with even with trick ass Keith Thurman. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I I don't think he's all that you know, like I said his chin is, has always been suspect to me. And it's gonna always pop up in the championship fight. So i again, I wish him luck. I don't know how far he gets all right, y'all, we're gonna wrap this uh sports up. we're gonna talk a little about uh, a little bit about this uh n b a off season stuff now stephen a this morning, I don't know you know how he gets when you know he starts talking his stuff uh about his sources, but he his sources his friends his partners his uh his golden girls you know. His salon, his salon girls, you know, I've been telling them, they've been in his ear, telling them, uh, yeah, your boy LeBron, he been texting uh, Kevin Durant, you know, trying to get him to come to L.A. Look, man, I don't really care, man. I just, I'm just, i just waiting for the lie before uh, you're wasting my time with this, this hearsay, Mr. Stephen A., okay? Leave it alone. Leave it alone. You know, um, now also with that being said, though, there is uh, the Spurs have reopened trade talks uh, with the Lakers uh, in terms of dealing with Kawhi. Uh, Looks like they're going to want a lot more on the table to be traded, you know, for, you know, in return. Uh, They're also opening up the line to Boston as well. So um, it, it looks like. Uh, Just because of, you know, with San Antonio's, you know, how they're going to run it. It looks like there is going to be somewhat of a competition between L.A. and Boston. Um, Again, I did report that Kawhi did state that he wanted to play with the Lakers after 2019. So, um, again, I think if anything, I think Boston has maybe. If they if depends on what they what package they bring together. And I don't know how serious they are about it, but I really think LA is the forerunner. That's where he wants to go. That's who that's who showed uh the most interest, and I'm pretty sure that's who's gonna have the ideal package. So it's all about what Pavovich wants to do. Um and also uh one last thing I wanted to um uh, um uh, report, Lance Stevenson. He has been—he's uh, been released recently by the Pacers. Now he averaged nine points last year, three assists, five rebounds. He was solid. He had his moments last year, but uh, again, he's—he's he's searching for a job. Uh, as far as I know, there hasn't been too much, uh, too many offers going his way. Uh again, uh, he's been there. I think this is the second stint there. He was in uh, Charlotte, and he was terrible in Charlotte. But he brought it a little bit. He brought it together. Uh, he, he brought some of it together. He brought some of, the, some of his skills back here in the end of this second round, and he helped him go to the playoffs. So, you know, he's a solid player. He's a solid role player. I'm not too sure why they let him go. Uh, he's definitely, definitely in terms of his contract, it was a value contract. They weren't losing a whole lot of money over it. Uh, so it's just interesting how, you know, they make those decisions. All right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, yeah, I, I said it, we're going to, we're going to get into this, this Keith Thurman for all y'all who don't know boxing and y'all don't know y'all middle, y'all welterweights. We all going to learn tonight and you're going to learn why I think Keith Thurman is a sucker and we'll be back.
4: In the highlight, black clothes, good liquor, good weed Find clothes, those are the things I'ma need. I'm need We
1: get these ladies pants wet when we grab the mic And we gon' have them like La 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 la, la la la, la la la, la sit back, relax, and Y'all
4: already know what it is, man oh, That cool bitch is a good show. week uh, 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 man. the fans can't keep them off me I Always reppin' from my city even though I don't see them up As a youngin' learn it's best to keep from talkin' I only say I'm the best, cause that's what the people call me And I'ma keep shinin' till the day the reaper call me A lot of shit on my chest, so I suggest you keep around me Try and slander my name, but when you sit and think about it It's hard to show off your aim when niggas yet to see the target He's talkin' that mess, cause he's garbage my trees grow, beauty of the weakest foreign And my homie bought a yacht so we on and the drinks are pouring Hose my clothes cause I got Louis features on them Life just like a movie plus the special feature bonus With bad bitches and good weed to keep us coughing Hard as a bed and nails, you a beast for sleeping on them Motherfucker, yeah i Yeah, you know light, clothes, <laughs> me, yeah. Oh, Find what up, we get these ladies yeah. packed wet when we grab the mic And Sailor we gon' have that I see you, man. Man. La, 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 uh. la la, la la la, la 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 Sit back, relax, move slow, slow, slow I got these motherfuckers hating on the way the boy lived Angry at the way they ladies always say that I'm the shit People stay up on my dick, I don't worry about them I'm too focused on the money, I ain't worried about friends They say they young and dream like a king I'm Muhammad Ali in the ring, Christmas Eve in the spring Way above the bar, but I ain't 21 Whistle cutting up, cause I stay puffin' blunts And when the money come, I'ma give it back Got a driver who addresses me as Mr. Mack dealing with these Eva hoes, they so demanding. Mack a young superstar, Dakota fanning. You know I'm planning for the world to be mine. No blind dates, but I'm getting girls from behind. The type of shine stay turning them blind. Just cruising, smoking, perp in I'm living the highlight. clothes, good liquor, good weed, good weed. Fine I'm a need, I'm a need. We get these ladies' pants wet when we grab the mic And we gon' have them like <laughs> La 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 la, la, la. Sit back, relax and move slow Slow yeah, now with cool control <laughs>
1: this up and like i said we was going to talk a little bit about this keith thurman guy and uh well i don't want to dog the man too much because he's actually a pretty good fighter and that's what kind of makes me frustrated about it but just hear me out hear me out now currently he stands at 28-0 with 22 knockouts he's the current wba super champ now the super champ is basically um it's really the honorary honorary champ. There's an interim champ, which I'm not really going to get into. Um, and then there's the uh, the regular champ. Now, the regular the regular belt, that's pretty much fought over uh, all the time. That's going to be the, the belt that's either vacant or for grabs. Either another fighter has won it. Uh, basically, uh, the WBA super title is pretty much what you get when you've either had five straight successful defenses of the wba title or you become a uh undisputed champion not an undisputed champion excuse me but a unified champion meaning you win one or more titles so um he actually did win the wba by the way uh and he eventually became a unified champion so there you go so uh, he doesn't have to worry about getting that title stripped. Although recently he had his WBC title stripped, uh, due to not fighting. But he's still currently the number one welterweight, uh, in the ring, according to Ring. Uh, sorry, he's currently, uh, the number one welterweight in the world, according to Ring Magazine. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, the Ring Magazine is pretty much, uh, the encyclopedia boxing monthly. Uh, anything you want to know about the sport, I would read read that. Uh, or go online you know how people do it nowadays but you know if you're ever interested in boxing i will check that out now his last fight was a split decision win against danny garcia which he won that wbc title like i said he recently had it stripped uh due to multiple injuries and uh pulling out of uh recent fights however he will be back in the ring august 4th and his opponent is said to be josecito lopez uh who I think is like thirty seven and six, uh twenty something knockouts. He's a journeyman. He's been around. Uh he's fought some of the tough guys out there. Um this is pretty much a just a two nut fight for uh for Thurman. Now the thing that frustrates me about Thurman is there's so much being said about uh him, you know, ducking and dodging and you know, I don't think necessarily he's dodging Spence at the moment, but he's definitely not trying to really get himself out there and really engage, period, with anybody. And uh, as as a world titleist, as somebody, uh, well, you know, you're holding a title, um, I feel you should be, you know, available for the top challengers whenever they're, you know, they're deemed ready. And, you know, it, it, it just seems like he's taking his time. He's not necessarily serious about really getting back into anything. So uh, there's no real rush from him. Now, I, I I listened to a couple of his interviews and just a couple of uh, I followed a couple of stories about him in general. Now, he does have has a history of injury. Uh, He just recently entered his hand earlier this year. So he's dealing with that. Um also he had a, a surgery after the uh Danny Garcia uh fight to remove calcium deposits in his hands. So in his uh I believe his yeah, I believe in his hands. So I mean he does have a history of, you know, being under the knife or being injured. But uh, you know, listening to his, you know, uh interviews and just seeing him, you know, he doesn't seem to be motivated on getting into the ring right away and maybe his injuries are more serious than you know what we know uh but he's definitely keeping it cryptic. and i i think if you're not gonna be fighting if you're not gonna you know defend your title if you're gonna give it up at least tell us why i feel we should be able to understand where you're coming from and if it is a significant injury i can see that or you know maybe you want you know time to uh, re really hit rehabilitate and get your skills back. That's that makes sense too. And uh, more than likely, I think he should probably before he does fight Spence because Spence, uh, you know, maybe. But this, I mean, and don't get me wrong, like you know, I think you know, definitely Styles make fights, and you know, looking at you know some of Thurman's uh highlights. Believe it or not, you know he he hits the hardest in the division, in my opinion. Maybe just as hard as Spence. I'm not too sure. That'll be the question. But I definitely think he might have faster hands than Spence. Now, um, looking at some of his, uh, well, his more notable fights, his last couple. Uh, one was against Sean Porter, and the other, like I said before, mentioned uh, Danny Garcia. Both wins, by the way. Now, both of these fights were pretty close. Uh, both of these guys were able to, you know, land their shots and do some damage. Now, the thing about it is, uh, Keith Thurman proved to be the faster fighter uh, in terms of hand speed. Um, he definitely hit as hard as Sean Porter. Like I said, Sean Porter was able to back him up at certain points of the fight and get in his face, but you know, Thurman was just able to outland him at many points because he just has that hand speed. And he does move his feet a little bit pretty well, and he can counter. So, which which is why I'm trying to figure out, well, why are you so, you know, concerned or worried about Spence? You've already taken out the best that the welterweight has had to offer. Spence necessarily hasn't proven himself beyond a shadow of a doubt. Uh, in this weight class, so, I mean, maybe you do take it. Maybe you do take that chance. Maybe, but maybe he's not uh, fully, as fully, uh, you know, rehabilitated as he feels he should be, you know. But I feel he definitely has the skills to take to to have a good fight with Spence, to be honest. I think a lot of people, I don't want to say are over-hyping Spence, but, again, Uh, People, people look at people, people look at, you know, guys, uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, so on and so forth, Errol Spence, and they look at, you know, punching power and they get excited about KOs and knockouts, and they forget that there's more than one way to skin the cat, more, more, more than one way to win a boxing match. And, um, the question is, you know, what what does he do when somebody doesn't, you know, drop? Does he have the skills? the technical skills to make people miss, uh the the counterpunch and I'm be honest with you, he does get hit a lot. He definitely does get hit a lot. I saw I saw Errol Spencer's last fight. Um I can remember him fighting before this last one. Um what's his name? Um Lamont Peterson. Uh before the uh yeah, it was a lot Lamont Peterson fight, uh right before uh the Ocampo fight. And uh you know Lamont Peterson Uh, was able to, you know, exchange with him. Of course, he ended up losing, but he was able to get inside and able to hit him a few times. So, you know, Errol Spence can can get hit. And like I said, I I think people, you know, they look in, you know, and and don't get me wrong because, you know, I said he was ducking too, but there's a lot of skills that uh, Keith Thurman does possess that could be successful against Spence um, he definitely can hit Spence and I think he has he's he's underrated with his power and which is why I'm hoping it's more so him not necessarily being comfortable in terms of his health as opposed to him not being comfortable with his prospects against one of against Spence because uh, watching a Danny Garcia fight definitely barring a rematch which I would like to see and I think if he's smart he rematches Sean Porter and uh, uh, Danny Garcia, just to get him out of the way, and it's gonna be less stakes because there's no belts on the line. Uh, I won't. Well, at this point, I don't think so. Uh, he could just kind of just take him, take him on, and and, and qualifying matches, and you know, you know, meaning you know, matches to set up that bout with uh Spence, or maybe even Bud Crawford when he gets his stuff together and comes to one forty seven officially. So, I think Keith definitely has possibilities, but he's he's looking at thirty two years of age. You know, and like I said, if you listen to his his interviews, it's like he's, you know, not a hundred percent focused on really getting back into the ring and really focusing. Um of course like I said, uh he has been tapped to fight August the fourth. That's about a that's that's a little while away, uh a little over a month and a half, something like that. So he has some time to get ready for that. Let's see how he comes out. I think you know Mar. I mean, because of who he's fighting, it should be an easy win for him. But the question is how does he uh mount his comeback? Who's gonna be next? Uh, you know, and maybe he's not ready for Spence mentally. Okay. Um, but definitely then that, that's why he definitely needs to take on either Porter or Garcia, somebody he's already beaten, get the confidence back, maybe fight somebody else, maybe fight both of them and then challenge or something like that. But he already has a belt. You know, he's, he has some marquee. Uh, he's still the number one welterweight, like I said, according to Ring Magazine. Probably more than likely, if I'm not mistaken, on the pound for pound, pound, for pound uh, overall list uh, at somewhere on there. So, you know, it's not the end of the road for him. I definitely don't think it's the end of the road for him. But I definitely think he uh, needs to show us something. Uh, within uh, at least another year or so Uh, just to just to let us know where he's at you know and and like I said if it was injury it and this is why I'm hoping really you know and it might lean to him just you know chickening out at some point you know that's why I kind of called him out and just you know because if, if it was really some injuries I think he would really go into it and have a timetable at least have a plan in which he's working or has you know uh, confirmation in which he can't come back. And he didn't really seem to be interested in divulging any of that. He he really did. He claimed he really didn't know. And I and I, I could take his word for it. I think he really didn't know because he really didn't try to necessarily press on it. And he's just like, hey, well, I'm injured at the moment. And, um, you know, and I think the w- WBC, uh, the World Boxing Council, You know, the belt, uh, the belt in which he took from Danny Garcia, that organization, they probably jumped the gun and took it a little bit early. Um, It wasn't like, you know, anybody was, uh, well, then again, he probably has some mandatories that he skips. So you got to deal with that too. So um, with that being said, I think he, just like with Adrian Bronner, you know, in his uh, near future, it's all about the next fight. Now we already, uh, he's already on tap to come in um, August fourth against Jose Cito Lopez. Let's see how he does, and we'll see how he goes from there. Um, I def, like I said, I definitely think he has the skills to get his titles back. It's just a matter of does he really want to do it. With that note, everybody, we're gonna call it a night. We will be back tomorrow for episode thirty-one. And it's gonna be a Friday. I think I was gonna I wanted to introduce something special. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna review Friday. Just for the fuck of it. Since it's Friday, might as well talk about that movie. And uh Yeah. Same old world on the streets, same old sport news. But we're gonna have that Friday review for y'all tomorrow. We're gonna to have some fun with it. So we'll be back, y'all. Y'all come back now. You hear? Peace out.